The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Start! You can call me Bruce. Nolan is standing by. Hey, wacky Bruce. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, this is the Bruce Exclusive. And here's your host, Bruce Nolan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. If you were expecting another two-hour episode this week, I am afraid you might be in for a disappointment. Because, you know, expectations minus reality equals disappointment. I think... Perhaps this might be the lightning round of Bruce Exclusive Podcast. We might go for a really short amount of time. But you know what? I went for two hours last week, so cut me a little slack. We're going to talk about a couple things today. A little sporadic, but none of them are going to be super-de-duper serious. Why? Well, first off, you should zig when everyone else is zagging. Right now, everybody's locked in. The NFL Draft is one week from the day this podcast drops. And everyone's super locked in. They're super serious. And we're going to talk about the Imperial March and food. Why? Why are we doing this? Aside from the fact that you want to zig when everyone else sags. Here's the reason. This is the worst time of draft coverage. Everybody is tired. Everybody is exhausted. They're tired of yelling at each other. They're just screaming And clawing at each other at this point. We're all ready for the draft to actually get here. So we have something to actually analyze. Instead of something to hypothesize. And they're just at each other's throats. So this. Can be a little bit of levity. And I want to tell you a story. You know the Imperial March. The Star Wars song. Dun 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 dun. My brother. Wrote lyrics for that song one time. Because he thought it'd be funny. And I would like to tell you what the lyrics that he wrote were to the Imperial March. It goes like this. 
Here comes the man who is one of a kind. Cross him and find he can kill with his mind. If Jedi's dare to make fun of him, he'll choke every one of them until all their bases he finds. Now I want to ask you something. Is your life better knowing that there are weird lyrics out there floating in the ether to one of the greatest orchestral pieces in movie history? You might find it amusing, or I might have just ruined the entire song for you. In which case, you're welcome. Why on earth would I bring this up? Because sometimes things are better if they don't have a deeper meaning. Sometimes, in order to find ways to embellish things, maybe improve upon them, dig deeper into them, we end up making them worse. I want to give you two examples. The Buffalo Bills signed offensive lineman Kevin Jarvis since the last time we talked. And there were people who actually believed that this signing had some sort of impact on their draft plans. That now interior offensive line was no longer going to be a target for the Buffalo Bills, at least not as significantly because of Kevin Jarvis. Sometimes... The back of the roster signing is just the back of the roster signing. And the more we try to embellish it, the more we try and make it something more, the worse it actually gets. A little bit like adding lyrics to a really, really good orchestral piece. I feel the same way about the Buffalo Bills pre-draft press conferences. It is only after the draft that you will be able to know what was a lie and what wasn't. That's the only thing you'll be able to know. Because before the Buffalo Bills traded up to take Kyir Elam and admitted that it was a big need for them after the draft, they were praising Dane Jackson before the draft and saying they didn't really feel the need. They lied. We've talked about how often teams lie all the time. But it's a little bit like Schrodinger's press conference. You're only going to know after you open the box whether or not the cat's alive or dead. You're only going to know after the draft what was a lie. So trying to dig into it now is just an exercise in frustration. Trying to dive too into it right now and get the truth. There's some fun observations, I'm sure. But trying to discern the truth right now is like adding lyrics to the Imperial March. You might think you're extracting something from it. You might think you might actually improve upon it, but you're not. You're probably just making it worse, to be honest. That's exactly why I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode that some levity is probably necessary this time of year because we are so frustrated from the overanalysis that we're starting to get antsy. People are starting to get angry and snippy with each other on social media, and at the local bar. Not that I frequent the local bar to talk Buffalo Bills, because I don't. But if I did, I'd imagine people be chippy. So just like adding lyrics to the Imperial March, which we shouldn't do, try not to add too much to the things that are said and the things that are done, especially this time of year. I want to talk about luck for a brief second. Not too long ago, 
I posed two separate questions on social media. The first question was, what percentage of winning a fantasy football championship is luck? The plurality of answers, 57.8%, so the largest chunk and a majority, said that the percentage of winning a fantasy football championship that was luck was 26 to 75%. Why on earth would I put that? Well, the options were 0%, 1 to 25, 26 to 75, or 76 to 99. Bruce, why did you do that? Because the only thing I wanted to qualify was, is a chunk of it luck? Like a, like a good chunk. And 57.8% of you said it was between 26 and 75. And then another 23.7% of you said that it was 76 to 99% luck. The overwhelming majority was luck. You add those two together, 81% of respondents thought a good chunk of winning a fantasy football championship is luck. But then I posed a different question. And I said, what percentage of winning a Super Bowl is luck? It was a little different this time. The same percentages were involved in the poll. But the plurality in this case was the 1 to 25% chunk. 1 to 25% got 47.5%. 26 to 75% got 44.8%, which means 44.8% plus 6.7% for the 76 to 99 bracket. 50% of you, 51.5 to be specific, thought a big chunk of winning a Super Bowl was luck. But 80, over 80% of you thought that a big chunk of winning a fantasy championship is luck. And today I would like to ask you, what are the different factors exactly? Let's talk about factors that affect Super Bowls, but not fantasy football championships. Okay? Defense. Yeah, pretty much. Individual defensive players, not super common in a fantasy football championship. IDPs are not a common thing overall. What about injuries? Does injury luck affect your ability to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Does it affect your ability to win a fantasy football championship? Yeah. How about how well you draft? Does that affect winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. Does it affect winning a fantasy football championship? Yeah. What about some things completely outside your control? Like the quarterback play of the receiver that you have. Does that affect your fantasy football championship? Yeah, I think it does. Does it affect your Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. But when it comes to fantasy football, we acknowledge a meaningful amount of luck. When it comes to Super Bowl, we back off a little bit. Because it's more complicated. And it is more complicated. But a lot more of it's luck than we think. And the reason I bring it up right now is because how well you draft has a meaningful chunk of luck too. Yes, there are people out there who are simply better at talent evaluators than other people. That's a real thing. That exists. Over a long period of time, we can track it. But a big chunk of the draft is luck too, folks. 
And as we go into it, we just shouldn't block out the randomness of football when it comes to real football, but accept the randomness of football when it comes to fantasy sports. Because we can make an argument all day long as to whether those numbers are identical, but both of them have a meaningful amount of luck. I'm not going to get in a fight as to whether or not winning a fantasy football championship is 60 or 40%. And that's the reason why these questions were framed the way they were framed. Because all I cared about was, is there a big chunk or is there not a big chunk of luck involved? That's all I was trying to get. That's the reason why it was worded exactly this way. People were like, what the heck? You have one answer that's 50% block. Yes, I know. Because I didn't want to show the binary. I didn't want to show the yes or no. Is there a big chunk of luck? Because then people are going to ask, what do you mean by big chunk? So I wanted to get a binary answer without asking a binary question. But we don't want to talk about luck. We should want to talk about luck, but we don't. There's luck in fantasy. And a lot of that translates down to being luck in a Super Bowl. And part of that is luck in the draft. So as we go into this draft season, the next time we talk will be right at or right after the Buffalo Bills have picked. I'm not sure quite yet whether or not there will be an episode next Thursday. I am having a procedure done on Monday and we will just see how I am feeling if I'm ready to go on Thursday. So I'll um I'll let you know. Wish me good luck. See what I did there? We're going to take a quick break. Stick with me. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. You know, I really wanted to get Nate Geary in here for this segment. I tried to get Nate Geary in here. And the reason I wanted to get him in here is because we're going to compare draft prospects to food. A little lighter side of draft prep. I always really enjoyed this part of doing food for thought with Nate Geary. I missed that part. So you know what? We're going to roll it in here. Right off the top of my head, Jackson Smith and Jigma is the best pizza place in your hometown that you haven't been to in a while. You know, that one pizza spot, the one you frequented what seems like only a year ago. Your hometown has multiple pizza joints and... They all have their own claim to fame. And maybe there's even a discussion amongst longtime residents. Well, this one reigns supreme. No, this one reigns supreme. But it's been a little bit since you have a slice from this particular joint. You think it's fantastic. You remember it being fantastic. And in February, you saw someone walking out of the place with that familiar pizza box that brought back memories of when it managed to stand out amongst other pizza joints vying for local supremacy. It's an odd mixture now of nostalgia and risk. It simultaneously feels like the safest pizza decision you could possibly make. And also, a risk, knowing that it might not quite be what you remembered. Maybe it only felt like the best place in town because you had a few magical moments with it when you were inebriated. Maybe 
it just really hit the spot on that one date you had with Rose one blissful January evening and created a memory you'll never forget. Maybe it was the peak of your entire dating life. Maybe it's just as good as your nostalgia recalls. Maybe it's not. But you feel like if the opportunity presents itself, you need to know for sure. That's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jack Campbell is reluctant vegetables. You know, your mom was right. You should have eaten your vegetables. But you didn't, and now the doctor tells you you have blood pressure issues. You'd like to spend your daily calories on something a little bit more fun, perhaps. But the truth is that you put yourself in this position by not committing to a diet rich in nutrients before now. So it's time now to pick your favorite vegetable from a list you might not particularly like. You're doing it because you have to. So it's time to find something nutritious and edible. Maybe you can fall in love with asparagus? It might make you need to plug your nose a day after the consumption, especially when you think about other people eating sweeter, saltier, and more savory things. But the truth is that deep down, you knew you'd have to do this at some point if you want to maintain a good defense against heart disease. Osiris Torrance is our last food metaphor player. And he's a big old bowl of coffee ice cream when you're lactose intolerant. I mean, yeah, it's probably not a fit with your particular body and you've tried hard to change your diet so you're not ingesting this kind of thing anymore. I mean, but it's still good. Nobody can doubt that. It might not be good for you in particular, but it's fun to consume and it makes you smile. Part of you is only having a bowl because you don't want somebody else to have it. It's going to get you pepped up and you know it's strong. You're convinced that you can fit this square peg into a round hole. You might suffer for it later, but you've talked yourself into a big bowl. Emphasis on big. We're going to finish up today by going to an email that I received. And it says, hello, Bruce. It's from Joe. He says, are there any trends we can gather from the top 30 list to inform what Buffalo will try to pick in the top three rounds? Looking back over the last several years, were there strong or weak correlations with positions they brought in and positions they actually selected? Or is that a crapshoot like so many things in the NFL draft? There is a correlation with emphasis on positions. But the actual players are tougher. And the reason that is, is because right now the Buffalo Bills have 21 confirmed Top 30 visits. It wasn't until the very last minute that we found out that the Bills even met with Kyir Elam. So we can try and play the, okay, it looks like they have questions about these classes. They brought in a lot of tight ends. They talked to the wide receivers. You think to yourself, okay, they did some interior offensive line. It makes sense. I get it. But that it's not strong enough to really know that it's going to be those top 30 because really you want to get to know them better. You want to rule out some stuff. Sometimes there's doctor questions you want to get ruled out. We know who they brought in, but we don't know why they brought them in. In addition, we very rarely know all 30. And so because of that, we can't just say, well, they won't pick that guy 
because they didn't meet with him because he could have been one of the nine that we don't know. Great example, Jack Campbell. The Bills haven't had Jack Campbell in for top 30 visit, but he's working with Luke Keekley. Sean McDermott, per Joe Biscaglia of The Athletic, had a wry smile on his face. Love the word wry, by the way. Don't not use it enough. We just don't. As a society, we should get in the habit of using the word wry more often. He had a wry smile on his face. When he was like, no, I don't I mean, we haven't we haven't talked to Luke Keekley at all about Jack Campbell. I don't know what you're talking about. Why would you waste a spot bringing in Jack Campbell when you have a guy plugged in and training with him right now and can give you daily status reports if you so chose? So that's the reason why, yes, there's some loose correlation, but I've never been able to use it to accurately judge something. It tells you some stuff that they're looking at, but that could happen in the first round. It could happen in the fourth round. We just don't know. And so, as I talk to you for maybe the last time, maybe not the last time, we'll see how next week goes before the draft. I hope... I was able to inject some levity in the process. I hope you chuckled. I hope you had a good time. I hope this made you smile. I was just about to say, I hope you didn't leave hungry because that was the food for thought sign off. And I don't want to disgrace the idea that Nate didn't show up for this one for me. He couldn't make it. He wanted to make it, folks, just so you know. He wanted to make it. He couldn't make it. Schedule was crazy. He's here in spirit, though. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumbling.